The taming of the shrew. The shrew. The taming of 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 the shrew. This is a conversation with Benedicto McGowan. And what character do you play? Uh, Catherine slash Kate slash Katharina. <laughs> it's hard to know actually what her real name is. I think it's just Catherine, but every every possible version. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Would you be able to read your bio for me, please? Yes. It's strange reading it out, knowing it's about me. <laughs> Benedicto is fire. In every movement, every word, every look, there is a peek into the furnace within that is burning red hot and watching her perform is like sitting beside that fire, feeling its warmth reach your bones. When Catherine demands rage, you can almost see flames spitting from the corners of her lips. When Catherine requires softness, you can feel the warmth of a brick fireplace, inviting you to be comfortable. To perform with her feels Promethean (laughs) and it has been a privilege to work beside her. We all shine brighter in her light. Which is very fucking nice. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, am I not allowed to swear on your podcast? Of course you can. Okay. You can say whatever you want. That's beautiful. It is beautiful. I know. Yeah. How does it make you feel? Oh. Um, how does it make me feel? I mean, someone has written this about you. Mm. Obviously a writer, it seems. Yeah. I Well, I know. It's interesting. I don't. I can't really, I've only narrowed my guesses down to like three people. One of them has said it definitely wasn't them, mm-hmm. but I don't know if I That could be a trick. Yeah. Could be a trick, a ruse. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, it makes me feel happy, you know. It's nice to know that, um, I don't know, yeah. It's nice. It's just really nice, right, you know. Yeah. Like, um, I'm an Aries rising, right? So they've obviously picked up on that. <laughs> the fire sign. Uh, no. I mean, it's nice because I feel like I do, especially in the later stages of rehearsals and as we go into a season, I always try and think about every movement, every word and every look. So it's nice, you know, that that was like picked up in mm. this bio. Whoever's written this has like seen you. Seen that. Yes. Yeah seen me do that I guess so um it's very special and whoever wrote it is getting a big hug when I find out who it was <laughs> that's lovely I I mean I, oh god I want to say I want to say so many things I want to ask so many things I think I think that I should probably start with uh the um ridiculous question and now, oh, Jess has tricked me. Jess has said to me, we were debating, we were having a debate about you and Sam, about Catherine and Petruccio. I see. Uh, due to your last names. Oh, yeah, we're not married, we're not related. It's just a weird, <laughs> <laughs> it's just a weird universal coincidence that has happened. Um, I so cast, now that that's clarified. <laughs> yeah, I cast Sam in a show last year. And we held a mid-rehearsal season party for the cast and Sam sat down next to me and went, Benny, why do we have the same last name? And I was like, Sam, I do not know. 
and it's really freaking me out. <laughs> but we've, you know, we obviously have different spellings, so I uh, he'll correct me if I'm wrong. I think Sam's is the Scottish spelling of McGowan. Oh, interesting. But mine with the E is the Irish, so apparently. Oh, maybe my... a Protestant Catholic war. Something like that, yeah. Maybe that's why it's so fiery. Oh, he's just giving me the thumbs up. It is, <laughs> his is the Scottish version. Um, but, yeah, so, like, when I was in Ireland and people, you know, if I ever said my last name or whatever for some reason, they'd say, like, McGeown, like, it's oh. different in, in Ireland, yeah. But we just say McGowan because it's... Um, I don't what want people is. to know me as Miggy Own. That just no, sounds like a that's terrible disease. Anyway. You're paying <clears throat> Catherine and it's it's really interesting because I, I I feel that there are a lot of parallels between you and Catherine and your fiery nature. I, I believe that you can hold your own in any situation. I cannot imagine you feeling fear. I cannot imagine you feeling doubt or uncertainty in the way that you hold yourself as a person. Um, wow, the act is working. <laughs> <laughs> no, so I mean, yeah, like, I don't know. I've just um, always, I don't know, unfortunately kind of intimidated a lot of people. I, um, I certainly felt intimidated initially. Yeah, everyone and I've ever it, met sort of says that. But once it kind of... It fades away and I get to watch you, I get to watch you move, I get to watch you act, I get to watch you interact with the other actors. Mm -hmm. I think, oh, no, that's not intimidation, that's fascination. <laughs> that's just that's just a fascinating person. Oh, thanks. Yeah, well, I'm glad. Yeah, I, I, I don't know, I don't mean to freak people out or intimidate them but I, I just seem to do it all the time accidentally and I've just learned to um, live with it <laughs> and um, you know people who aren't intimidated or people who get over it very quickly are often the people that it's like stick around the longest in my life if you know mm. what I mean they're the people who are like oh no that's just kind of her um, I don't know what what's the you know outward Yes, your persona. Yeah, that's the yes. Word. Yes. So what is it like uh, playing Catherine, given that there are these parallels between the two of you? It's, is it easy to tap into her? Yes and no. Um, it's really fucking fun to play Catherine. <laughs> it's great. The lines, you know, like she's so ridiculous sometimes and sometimes she's so level-headed. It's kind of interesting. Um, you know, like she'll tell Baptista, her father, like, you know, be quiet and he hasn't said anything, you know. Or Oh, um, yes, yes, I remember seeing yeah, that. Perfect. Um, <laughs> where you raise your finger immediately. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's I? enough. Yeah. I didn't notice I did that. <laughs> um, yeah, but at the same time, the thing that I have found the most difficult to understand is why she marries Petruchio, right, because mm. he is not... Um, I wouldn't marry Patricia. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, I don't like, think many, many no. would marry So Patricia. it was kind of like, okay, hmm, like why does she marry him, right? Like being mm. attracted to someone is not enough to marry them, right? Absolutely. So there's got to be something else. And, you know, like Sam and I had discussions, Sam and Katrina and Brayden and I had discussions. I talked about it with like, you know, my housemate, all this, <laughs> you know, just trying to get like ideas and I sort of, we, well, 
I think we, you know, kind of settled on the idea of like she's got this kind of fuck it attitude in a lot of areas of life, including in sex and love, whereas some people in that area of life are very deliberate and slow and considered, mm. um, which I feel maybe I am a bit more in my personal life, you know. But Catherine, I think, is someone who would do the spontaneous. Do you think she's reckless? Um, When it's fun, I think, yeah. <laughs> Not if it's like, do you want to go, you know, I don't know, jump off that thing and see if we mm. fall in the water? And You know, I don't think she'd do that. But I think if it's like, do you want to get married? And I know we're both a bit nuts, but um, yeah, it'll be fun. Seems fun. You know, then she's like, yeah, all right, why not? You know, mm. and especially like in the scene, the, the meeting scene, um, when they when they meet, and there's this kind of it goes from like, what are you doing in my house? Who the fuck are you? Like, why are you looking at me like that? And then it sort of transitions into this like, oh, okay, hang on, this is a bit different. No one's like, no man has like ever been able to talk to me like this before. Like, this is Catherine, you know, right? So mm. like, no one's ever talked to me like this before. No one's ever been unafraid to talk to me like this before. So I think that is part of the enticement for Catherine in terms of why she does accept Petruchio. Um, but there's such a, I mean, they're just freaks, you know. Like <laughs> I love that. <laughs> they're just whack people. Um, and I think that's what kind of draws them together more than anything else. So you, you don't think that there's any, she doesn't want to do any favours for her sister? There's no sister, sisterly love happening? Well, yeah, I think she loves her sister, but she's also not going to ruin her own life on her sister's behalf, mm. and that I understand. And I think that's part of what makes Catherine so strong. Yeah, you know. She's like, self-determined. Yeah, exactly, you know. Um, like, okay, fine, I'll work within these parameters that, you know, my father has set out for me, but I'm also going to do it on my terms kind of thing. Do you think that Catherine believes that her father loves her? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Otherwise, you know, because, like, she's rich, right? She's a rich woman. She's, like, she's not of a low class. So if she wanted to and really put her mind to it, she could leave, you know. Mm. She could leave that house, that city, that family. She could. But she chooses not to because, you know, ergo she loves her family mm. in some sort of buried way, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that she has a sense of loyalty at all to her family? Or do you think that in some way perhaps playing this role that Catherine is is because it does sometimes feel that Catherine herself is playing a role? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. Is, is maybe even like a game for her? Yeah, well, interesting you say that. So um, there's a scene in the second half of the show uh, where Patricio, Catherine and Grumio are travelling together um, back from... Patricio's house and the direction that we ended up settling on that Katrina had given at one point was it's a game from right from the beginning of the of this scene it's a game you know um so like basically it was like Benny you know Catherine isn't annoyed at Patricio in this scene let's try it that way um let's make it like a game that they're playing together you know mm. um and that direction sort of stuck in my head as a bit of an overarching direction. Like, okay, so 
even in that meeting scene, how much of of it of the back and forth is is a game mm-hmm. in some capacity to them, you know, like this battle of the wits sort of weirdly sexually charged. I mean, it's just they're fucking weird people, yes. you know. Like, I mean, even it, in the dance, the dance is a game. And the, the dance is gorgeous. It's yeah, beautiful. This sort of, yeah, this weird game thing, yeah. They're definitely um, rather toxic people. <laughs> uh, not... Not ideal. Not I don't think any any really any of the characters in the play are ideal human beings. Well, it's a Shakespeare, right? You yeah. Know, he, he tried to write write people that the audience would go, Oh yeah, gee, that reminds me of me or mum or my neighbour. Mm, they're or, flawed. You know, yeah, they're flawed because if you watch people on stage that are quote unquote unflawed or perfect you're not watching anything. You're just watching a still life, but you know. Yeah, which I basically. suppose is, you know, the majority of um, oh, romantic comedies, even dramas, film in general, everything. There is that that element of uh, perfectionism. And what are the good ones, through. right? Um, she's the man. Ten things I hate about you. Right? <laughs> what are they based on? You know, yeah. like Shakespeare's, right? The Lion King. You know, like um, the really good movies are the ones that are based on books or Shakespeare, in my opinion. Is this your first experience with Shakespeare? No, no, no. I did did Hamlet in 2014 for plot theatre and played Ophelia. Um, Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So second Shakespearean Leading lady, which is nice, this show for me. Yes. Um, I've played Mistress Ford in The Merry Wives of Windsor, which is one of the lesser known comedies. Mm. That was a Shakespeare in the Garden show. I did a lot of Shakespeare in like, you know, college stuff. What's the attraction for you specifically? I had the blessing of an English teacher in year 10 who realized that she had four drama students in her English class and she would get us to act out the scenes for the rest of the class. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah, because she was like, oh, well, it's so boring if no one's acting it out. And we have four, you know, budding little actors in the room that, you know, why don't you guys do it? And so we would, you know, get really into it. And it was it was really fun. And I was like, oh, shit, like. I want to keep doing this, you know, but where more people can see me. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Do you know what's really funny is um, I've definitely mentioned in one of these recordings, if not two, perhaps this is my third time, but um, uni ruined Shakespeare for me. So oh, my second major was um, in literature and there was an entire unit on Shakespeare and, we, you, you know, you go into the lecture, you go into the tutorial and it was so dry. The emphasis was on the words. There wasn't any emotion. There wasn't anything that I've experienced here. That all of the movement, the facial expressions, it, everything that the nine of you do. Um, I think a good way to think about it, right, is when you're looking at a script, whether it's Shakespeare, whether it's something that a young Australian playwright's written yesterday, both things that have, you know, the, the thing that is in common with both of those is that they are a skeleton. They are they are a pamphlet of instructions and suggestions, you know, for the director 
the well, for everyone on on the show because you know and a, and a show like this this production proves how malleable a Shakespeare is for example but any script ever written is not the Bible you know and and mm. writers don't like that mm. as a writer myself you know I have to remember that but um <laughs> you know they're, they're not the Bible things can get crossed out you know like whatever legalities if you don't like it don't fucking do it you know like if if there's too many stage directions and I'm directing a show I will cut them out I will cross them out mm. you know I'm not going to listen to something that I don't want to do <laughs> right so yeah like, there's that Aries rising coming through nice yeah. and strong <laughs> <laughs> so if you're looking at a script and you're thinking I have to do everything in this as it's written mm. you're going to set yourself up to fail if you're looking at this script and going that's an interesting idea thank you writer that's a nice suggestion I'll play around with that then suddenly right. this whole world of possibilities comes out and what starts to happen is a production is formed and that's where, like, the bones are built on to. So you get muscles, you get skin, you get organs, right? That That is the things you're talking about, the movement, the looks, the blocking, the facial expressions, I love the tones that. of voice, you know? So that's why. That uh, that mm. metaphor is, is absolutely beautiful. Thank you. Uh, yeah. Yes. So that's why uni ruined Shakespeare for you, Yes, right? yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because that you were looking <laughs> at a skeleton is, and being told yes, that it was an entire body, there were but it's all not. these missing pieces that mm. we, we didn't get to have and it's not the way that Shakespeare or, as you say, probably any play should be uh, taught. It's, no. um Like even when, you know, playwrights say, oh, we're having a reading night, they get actors. They get actors in to read out their words mm. because if you get a lay person who's not an actor or you just send a file off to a group of people, it's not going to hit the same way, you know. That is, I love that yeah. it's, not, it's not concrete and that's not something I'd ever thought about before. It's, it's, um, it's possibility. It's potential. It's not the end. No, that's it's, right. It's the beginning really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, it's just a nice bunch of guidelines and suggestions in my opinion. You know, and then, like I directed The Importance of Being Earnest by Oscar Wilde a few years ago and he is so oh. heavy on stage directions. Really? Uh, like the actor enters and walks to the left of the stage. Oh, no. At the same time we see red lights in the stage. Right, You know, I was like off Oscar Wilde. I just crossed <laughs> them all out, you know. I was like I will do what I want with the lights and the set and my actors, mm. you know, but he was writing in a time before writers started to step back from those kinds of things, do you know? So, like, if you look at Patricia Cornelius's work today, you know, very prominent Australian playwright, she will often write plays with no character names, no blocking suggestions and no stage directions whatsoever, you know? So you just get a script that has, like, you know, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, and there's lines next to them. So you kind of go, oh, okay, so I've got to pick who in the cast says those ten lines and in what order. You know what I mean? So yeah. loosey-goosey, you know? And then she'll just put things in like rhythm sequence and you're like, oh, yep, thanks, Patricia, you know? So but that's, a, that's a much more collaborative mm-hmm. approach That's and that's definitely defining roles um, uh, in, a, in a much clearer way because the, then the, the writer is not saying, the writer's not being the director, the writer's not being the producer. The writer is just being exactly what they should be, the writer. Yeah, that's right. Um, which which offers so much more freedom um, and, and opportunities for collaboration, which I think collaboration is so important and um, 
I have personally seen a lot, a real emphasis on collaboration in Tasmania. Mm. Um, well, there's not enough money, there's not enough funding and there's not enough people for anyone down here to make something of substance without leaning on others, do you know? Mm. And that is that is true across the board all over the world. But when you think about the Tasmanian community theatre, community, <laughs> it's, um, it's so important to listen to others and work with them and, you know, be nice to people. Because, you know, Hobart is too small, right? Mm. If you're a dick, people are not going to cast you anymore in about two seconds. You wow. know? Yeah. Yeah. I won't name any names, but you know who you are. <laughs> you know? Like, it, yeah, people just stop. They will just stop working with you because it's not worth it, you know? Yeah. Which is, yeah. I, I think being nice goes a long way, honestly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, I do believe that... Uh, that we should be supporting each other. Um, I've only been in Tasmania uh, four years in June and every year I see unbelievable work coming out of Tasmania. Oh, yeah, dude, the theatre in Tassie's next level. Just uh, and, and I mean across the board in mm. installation art, in, um, in painting, in printmaking, uh, in uh, music, it just the... The caliber is so high here mm. and it's not something that I ever expected coming from the mainland. Mm. Um, Beyond. It's, it's, it's actually gotten to the point for me where I, I, I'm starting to think, wow, maybe Melbourne's overrated. Yeah, fucking maybe oath Melbourne's this overrated. This is where we're meant to be. Yeah, yeah exactly. People don't – I think uh, there's a big emphasis on – young Tasmanians feeling the need to leave mm. and then feeling ashamed when they have to come crawling back because they didn't plan their finances properly because they're 18 or 21 mm. or whatever, you know. Um, but I don't understand it. Like I went through it myself, right? Like I was like, right, I'm getting out of here, you know. Went on a gap year as soon as I finished year 12. Had all these big plans to live in different places and stuff and then you know by the time I was coming home after six months backpacking and I had three dollars left it was mm. like you know what Tassie sounds pretty good right now yeah um and I, I haven't left for extended period of time since because there isn't anywhere like it in that no I agree yeah you know like yes of course it's special in a personal sense because my family is here mm. school here yada, 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 yada. but on another level where else can you live, right, where you can drive 10 minutes and you're in the city or at the beach or on a mountain or in the bush, do you know? Yes, um, yeah, the landscape of Tasmania is truly un unbelievable. Yeah, and, like, I kind of hate nature, right, but, you know, but like bugs and dirt and shit, like, nah, nah. <laughs> but I like <laughs> but I like looking at it, you know. Yeah, it's so it's so funny. I, I, I'm... Ah, uh, this conversation is so refreshing. I have so many conversations mm. on the West Coast. We talk um, truly almost ad nauseum about the natural world. Mm. And I am very much of the opinion that it is it is wonderful and it is beautiful and I would like to watch it from afar. I don't know why we feel the need as humans to go into the natural world and conquer it. Mm. I think it is um, all based uh, largely in ego. 
Um, I yeah. Think we should just leave it alone. Leave the bugs alone. Um, leave the trees alone. <laughs> Let them do Agreed. what they want to do. Yeah. Um, it, it just And be present. Just be present with it. That's all you need to do. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, like I'm one of those people who, sure, I'll go to the ski resort and you go skiing and I will sit by the fire inside with my book <laughs> and wine. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't mind looking at the snow, but I'm not going in it. Oh, that was so Catherine. I love it so much. <laughs> oh. Um. Um, yeah, they cast me well. They really did. I mean, uh, you were born uh, to play her. Right, yeah. The, did you hear those little shits on the roof last night? No, I wasn't here for that. Peter told me about it, though. Yeah, Sam and I oh, went and that, y- Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I thought, mm-hmm. Yeah, that sounds yeah, about cast. right. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so funny, too, because... Speaking with speaking with Sam, he is he's very soft spoken when you're conversing with him. Mm. I was shocked the moment that he came on the stage and and was Petruchio. It it was such yeah, a flip. Actor. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Mm. Yeah, he's been great to work with. Yeah. Yeah. I just I really have been blown away by the whole the whole production, truly. Um, thank you. Thank you so much for speaking with me. I'm so grateful. Not a problemo. This was Local with the Taming of the Shrew Treasure Chest. Local would not be possible without the incredible community of folks who make time to chat. I'd like to thank Stencil Productions, the cast and crew for welcoming me into their space. Honour the charity performance produced prior to opening night, of which 100% of the evening's profits went to supporting Share the Dignity, an important initiative with the goal to end period poverty and inequality. And finally, the beautiful Peacock Theatre. You were a wonderful building to inhabit for the week. The podcast is produced by Carter Pierce and myself. Our artwork was created by Gigi Gortz. The podcast is funded in part by the Regional Arts Fund. For more information on the podcast and its guests, please go to localthepodcast.com or localthepodcast on Instagram and Facebook. You can watch for Stencil Productions' next work at stencilproductions.com and Stencil Productions on Facebook and Instagram. To support Share the Dignity, please go to sharethedignity.org.au.